Welcome to Inspiration from American History with Rebecca Price Janney. Today's story is in honor of the 80th anniversary of the attack on Pearl Harbor. At sunrise on December 7, 1941, Mitsuo Fuchida led a squadron of Japanese planes toward Hawaii's Hickam Field. There at Pearl Harbor, the entire Pacific fleet slumbered under the promise of a brilliant sky, a treat for sailors who'd come from the wintry U.S. mainland. At 7.49 a.m., Fuchida's cry, Tora, 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 reverberated from his microphone into the planes of 360 other Japanese air warriors. And, like mechanical wasps, they dive-bombed eight battleships, debilitating two and inflicting major damage on six others. Nearly a dozen other ships, cruisers, mine layers, and destroyers bobbed about powerlessly in water slick with burning oil. The enemy shattered 150 planes as well. More than 2,000 servicemen died that morning and over a thousand were wounded. After World War II had broken out in Europe in September 1939, Japan announced its support for Germany and Italy, plunging its relationship with America into a deep well of suspicion and resentment. Many American leaders worried that the Japanese wanted to attack both U.S. Pacific territories and friendly nations, but they never imagined the scale of destruction reigned upon Pearl Harbor or the brashness of the lead pilot. On that December morning, Japanese forces took less than two hours to crush the U.S. Pacific Fleet. The following day, President Franklin D. Roosevelt appeared before Congress asking for a formal declaration of war as millions of Americans listened on the radio. It would be one of his most famous addresses, beginning with the now iconic words, Yesterday, December 7, 1941, a date which will live in infamy, the United States of America was suddenly and deliberately attacked by naval and air forces of the Empire of Japan. Three days later, America would be fully immersed in the tides of World War II when Japan's German and Italian allies declared war on the U.S. Mitsuo served his country throughout the conflict, escaping death on several occasions. An emergency operation spared him when the U.S. attacked his aircraft carrier during the Battle of Midway, and at the last minute, his orders to report to Hiroshima were changed just days before the first atomic bomb decimated the city on August 6, 1945. 
After the war, he left the military and while working on his family farm, kept wondering what life really meant and why his own had been spared so many times. He was called upon to testify at war crimes trials, full of resentment towards the Americans, believing they had treated their war prisoners just as badly as the Japanese. Until he spoke with his former flight engineer, Kazuo Kanagasaki, who'd been taken prisoner after Midway. He told Fuchida how a young American woman named Peggy Covell had treated him and the other Japanese prisoners with kindness and respect. Even more astonishing to Fuchida when his friend told him that his fellow soldiers learned that they had killed her missionary parents in the Philippines. This story made a profound impact on Fuchida, who became interested in Christianity. In his research, he also read the story of Jacob de Chaser, an American POW who had found God while being tortured in a Japanese camp and who went on to forgive his captors. Four years after the surrender of Japan, Fuchida became a believer in Jesus Christ. He went on to establish an evangelical association and traveled the world telling his story. In his 1959 autobiography, From Pearl Harbor to Calvary, he wrote, I remember the thrill that was mine when in one of my first meetings, I led my first soul to Christ in America and he was one of my own countrymen. Thank you for joining me for Inspiration from American History. Be sure to check out my new novel, Easton at Christmastide, available online and in stores. I'm Rebecca Price Janney.